You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Jerry Sloan, Kevin Lowry, Joey Devine, Pete Myers, Dick Mata, Stan Albeck, Sean Keen, Bill Berry, Del Negro Musical guest Liz Fair And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine Hi, it's me Your temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine And after a half week last week We are back Uh and better than ever and of course i'm here with my co-host sean keen sean how are you i'm good uh did you get fired this week no i didn't i didn't i retained my job did you find out that you had a weird disease yeah but uh yeah i have uh senioritis (laughs) oh tight uh, well, that's I can't a good, get that's a fun done one. On <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it's nice to have it finally confirmed. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like <laughs> live your life, and you're like, oh, why am I partying so much? You've had senioritis so for 36 years. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, like I, it, I just was like, I thought I was allergic to to certain fabrics, and it was just that like I'm just not comfortable having my shirt on. You know what I mean? Oh it's yeah, senioritis. <laughs> Um, I drink beers really fast, like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, Sean. Sean? Yes? Should we get to the news? Yeah, let's get to the news. 
This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, um, our first piece of news is uh <laughs> I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh-huh. But um those fucking morons who run Chicago fired the <laughs> moron who was their coach. Wait, do you mean Rahm Emanuel fired did, the ghost of Mayor Daly? <laughs> yeah, that is what. No, uh, actually, um, uh, Rod Blagojevich, he fired Rahm Emanuel. You I know, think I that's was actually, how it works. <laughs> I was actually thinking the Bulls would probably be more successful if Rod Blagojevich was running the oh. team. Rod Rod Blagojevich was so tight, but he was also like a real warning for what for Trump. That's really what Rod Blagojevich mm-hmm. was, right? Mm-hmm. He well, was he should have been more of a warning for Rahm Emanuel too, and like <laughs> he was sitting on a fucking gold mine, dude. <laughs> Sorry, nothing. No one, no one ever. No one ever <laughs> records a phone call in this town. Yeah, in the city of Chicago, no one has ever recorded a blackmail before. All right. Um, <laughs> a lot of law enforcement in that town. Uh, weirdly, though, Rod Blagojevich, one of the only um, Chicago, one of the only Chicago politi- corrupt Chicago politicians to not be taken down by Rico. Oh, it's just true. regular wiretapping. <laughs> <laughs> um. Speaking of the firing of Fred Hoiberg, though, um, a, a lot of our newer listeners probably don't know this because we always forget to plug it, but yeah. uh, we have a phone number. Uh, oh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And I, we got this really weird call. You know what? You know what? I I listened to this too, Joey, and I think it's a, you know, like when you just have a number that's too public for too long. Yeah. I think that must be what happened, but we do have a Google but Voice I number. I think this guy, he, he said that he was, um, he said his name was Big Polsky, and he was on an asphalt paver in Hegwish. I don't, I don't know what any of those words mean. But I think he's trying to, okay, look, I, I did some digging here, and ESPN Radio in Chicago has a show called Carmen and Jerko. Uh-huh. That's their drive time sports radio, sports talk on ESPN Radio. I think that's who this guy thinks he's calling. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's, let's listen. But anyway, here is uh, Big Polsky on an asphalt paver in Hegwish. Hey, Carmen and hey, Jerko, first time, long time. Calling about uh, Fred's dead, baby. Fred's dead. Uh, Bulls fan here. Been one. uh... Here's how far back I go with the Bulls. First time my ex-wife had me sleep on the couch was uh, letting the kids chant lame beer sucks at the Madhouse on Madison. So today's a good day for me seeing Fred uh, ride that piss horse back to Iowa. Because, uh... They thought they could bring in a stammering Jimmy Stewart with a bum ticker and have him talk to Bobby Portis about basketball or anything. Dangerous psychopath. And you send Mickey Mouse in there? Come on. The guy's 
guy's spending half the practice texting his wife, hey, are we okay? Jeez. My problem is, today, the other day, the press conference, uh, Axon says Gar Foreman's job is absolutely safe. Why is Paxton's job safe? 15 years, six coaches. The guy can't put a team together to save his life. They had to trade Jimmy Butler because they didn't know how to build around a two-way superstar who's one of the top ten players in the league on a team-friendly contract. They they told Hoiberg, we're going to get younger, we're going to get more athletic. They bring in Rondo, they bring in Wade, 35-year-old Dwayne Wade. We're going to get shooters. Here's uh, Jabari Parker playing the wrong position for $20 million. What are we doing? Who does he have pictures of? They saw You know, it comes down to Reinsdorf's because Michael Reinsdorf wants everybody to be his friend, and Jerry Reinsdorf is worried about the nine White Sox fans that still exist watching that baseball team. They don't even buy his team clothes. They just buy a uh, black windbreaker from their tuck-pointing company with some white lettering. They rehired Doug Collins, who they fired in the late 80s because he was poking one of the owner's wives. They don't know what they're doing. What do they do? How do they, how do we sit through another rebuild with Paxson and, and, uh, and Garrett to help? I'll, uh, I'll defer to the Oracle. I'll hang up the list. Um, wow. A lot of, a lot of weird information there, huh? I didn't know he's that... He's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's pretty much correct in all that. Um, I think he's also right about the Chicago White Sox apparel, too. Yeah, I also... Like, they just that. they switched their colors just to make it easier. You know, um, but it's like black and white. Everybody owns those. Listeners, if you'd like to give us a call, um, our number is 323-682-0342. Call us and leave us a message, but say only nice things because mm-hmm. uh, Sean and I are um, we're special boys. Yeah, we're sensitive. Yeah, we're we're sensitive and special boys. Um, we can dish it out, but we cannot. We cannot take it. Take it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess we should do. You want, should I run run through uh, Fred Hoiberg's uh, some stuff here about the Chicago yeah. Bulls coaching yeah, yeah. situation? So Hoiberg has a career record of 115 and 155. Yeah, he was basically 500 his first two seasons. It was uh, like 42 and 40 and 41 and 41. And then the bottom fell out last year. Um, and also this year. Gar Foreman and John Paxson, who stopped blowing each other in uh, room 232 long enough to fire uh, <laughs> to fire um, Hoiberg. Mm. Um they're like hired... jacking each other off in a hedge maze now. <laughs> they hired Jim Boylan, uh, who is not the Cavs Jim Boylan, who is who was the interim Bulls head coach for a while in 2007, though. That was this is a completely different Jim Boylan. <laughs> and I mean, that even happened in December, too. It was like 11 years ago. The, the Bulls were like, we need to give Jim Boylan a try. And... <laughs> Uh, the uh, other Jim Boylan, the old guy is is currently suing Dan Gil, one of many <laughs> Cavs employees with an active lawsuit against Dan Gilbert. 
Um, but the new Jim Boylan, replacement Boylan, uh, he's not the interim coach. Um, guard packs have essentially said he's going to be their coach next year, too. Yeah, they've which given him. <laughs> seems a little unorthodox, right? Well, okay, this is what's weird about it. I don't even think that if they, they fire Hoiberg, which. Let's be honest, could have happened at any point in the last 30 months and been justified. Yeah, there is one thing I want to say. Bulls fans who are rightly angry uh, at Gar Foreman and John Paxson because it's it's the NBA's second longest uh, nightmare. Um, Not to, you know, don't want to step on Ernie Grunfeld's toes and the the Wizards Grunfeld has been around longer than these guys. And has been worse, I think. Um, Yeah. but they hate Garpax so much. It seemed like Chicago Bulls fans, uh, because Fred Hoiberg got fired, were just like, well, we have to take Hoiberg's side because we hate these other two guys so much. Right. So uh, Hoiberg was unfairly fired. And uh, he just he just never had a chance in those three and a third seasons. <laughs> just never. Where all he did was complain about how there were he didn't have his guys to put his own system in. There was a there was a very damning story about um in the ESPN story about the uh firing about some day when Hoiberg like hung around to answer extra media questions and Jim Boylan just started practice without him. <laughs> <laughs> that was like September. <laughs> Um, um yeah, yeah but Hoiberg like um as as our caller said uh Jimmy Stewart with a heart condition like he <laughs> just like, like I feel like that just I, I was going to say it doesn't work in the NBA but I was like I don't think it works in the 21st century mm-hmm. like like that that just he's like a pre 911 coach he's for a, a different world I mean, Look, his system might be the greatest system of all time. We just never know, you know? Yeah. You'll just never have the personnel for it. And it's not really clear <laughs> who that personnel is supposed to be, too. He's because like, I need a seven-footer who can run as fast as, uh, like, a sprinter. <laughs> That's what he needs. Yeah, because occasionally... Like that just doesn't exist. The, I would say this, this is a damning thing about Fred Hoiberg. How many people have been on the Bulls and gone to other teams and immediately become much, much better than they were on the Bulls. Not as many as um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, but <laughs> it's close. Yeah, like <laughs> Miritich left and suddenly he's just this unstoppable force. To be um, fair, he was an unstoppable force before he got traded to. It just took uh, uh, Bobby Portis's fist to punch him in the face. Yeah, that he had to, that actually knocked some sense into him. The combative, yeah, that was the other thing. Um, it's like in a sitcom when a guy has amnesia, and then he gets hit on the head again, and then his memories come back. That's uh, like what happened to Miritich. And and like the Hoiberg coaching was the initial blow to the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's another thing. Um, one of the players sent another player to the hospital over a year ago. Yeah. And the the ownership was like, man, this is, it's going pretty well. He's he's got to get control of the team. But like, well, even, it was even not get... the first problem, like total problem they've had in that locker room. The like 
Wade Rondo, my vets. That was also under <laughs> Hoiberg's watch. Um, um, well, even even guys that aren't even that significant, like Doug McDermott is way better now that he's out of Chicago. <laughs> he's not really good, but but like he's still way better. I'm totally expecting. Well, no, the Boylan era is going to be different. We're going to see the full potential of Denzel Valentine and Chandler Cameron Hutchinson Payne. now. Yeah. Hey, Chandler Hutchinson's actually been okay. Weirdly. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. The. But basically. Okay. So. So getting rid of Fred Hoiberg totally justifiable to me. What's bizarre to me is picking an interim coach and making what sounds like almost a two-year commitment to the guy who was Fred Hoiberg's lead assistant for the entire time. Uh-huh. Hoiberg was he's been with the Bulls that he he was there. It's also weird that he like time. you you don't maybe want to look at somebody over the summer like Yeah, like like there might be other opportunities rather than like no, we made up our mind. Well, cuz apparently they decided to do it on Sunday night. Yeah, that was the other thing. Gave Boylan the, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> hired Boylan for the job on Sunday night. Then uh-huh. let Hoiberg come to practice and fired him face to face. Mhm. And to me, that almost sounds like, look, we need another coach, but we also need someone who's within driving distance of the arena and is probably going to show up on Monday anyway. So we've I'm also got to I also got to say, like, come on, Jim, you don't want to maybe give uh, your boss the heads up there. Like, yeah, seriously. Send him a text. <laughs> yeah, like, like Hoiberg wouldn't have appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, he show up to practice. Well, at least he wouldn't have had to prepare for a practice. Look, when you fired Dave Schilling and then hired me for this job, yeah, I told true. Dave ahead of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave didn't have to write a rundown for that week's episode. <laughs> and he got to collect severance, which is good. Yeah, that's why we did it. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I want to play a game with you, Sean. Okay. Uh, it's called Jim Boylan or Jim Boylan. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Um, I'm going to read you a fact, and then you have to tell me if it was Jim Boylan or Jim Boylan. Okay, I'm ready. I think I, I think I understand the parameters. All right. uh, born in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, I believe that's Jim Boylan. Mm, I'm sorry, it was Jim Boylan. Oh, uh, the okay. The correct answer was Jim Boylan. Okay. Um, three-time NBA champion. Oh, that's that's... Jim Boylan. Yeah, hey, correct. Oh, wait, oh. no, it's actually, no, sorry, I got confused there. It's Jim Boylan. Oh, sorry. oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Chicago Bulls head coach. Jim Boylan. Correct. Well, okay. uh, we would have accepted either answer there. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, NBA, um... Milwaukee Bucks assistant from 2008 to 2013. God. Um, Jim Boylan? No, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Jim Boylan. Oh. Um, is this bit old yet? Should we keep going? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just a little bit about this guy. Besides working for Fred Hoiberg, um, I guess he was like, he's he's not really that old, but... He's old enough. He was he's he coached on the um Rockets back-to-back mm-hmm. champs. So, he has been a coach he's a for a long time. He's a three-time NBA champion. Oh. Uh, oh, what what was the other 
He was a Spurs assistant from 15 uh, to 15. Okay, okay. And he was also one of Eric Musselman's assistants in in oh, Golden tight. State. This should but, go well. Yeah. Um, um, he's you only know what, though? Have... Fred Hoiberg kind of, he's very muscle mini. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways, I would say. <laughs> um, I think I think Fred Hoiberg is just less inclined to take his shirt off than Musselman is because yeah. of the heart scars and stuff. <laughs> um, um, so they fired yeah, him face to face at the practice uh-huh. uh, um, facility. Is there a more demeaning location they should have fired him in, Sean? Yeah, I think they should have gone to the Jason Kidd Pizza restaurant in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's not it's not that far. Like you could probably drive there in like an hour and fifteen minutes. You're doing it face to face. Like don't do it at practice. I think they should have fired him in that van from the Sufjan Stevens song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or um at Shea Keys, the the fancy restaurant where uh, Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago, mm-hmm. eats. Yeah. That would have been classy. Um, so Boylan is the coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the coach the Bulls deserve, though? Because it's clearly not this fake Jim Boylan. <laughs> no, I mean, this is a guy that he's been a head coach. He was a head coach for four years at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um. He made the tournament once, Tight. and they lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like Utah's basketball program was a wasteland. Like they had the number one pick in the draft like five years before he got there. Andre Miller too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Keith Van Horn. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like they they went to the. Did they go to the NCAA final in '98? I think they did. Anyway, I, I mean, we don't care about. Who cares? Something terrible might have happened. Anyway, he didn't do it. Didn't seem like he did a great job there. That's all. Mm, um, so the coach, the coach they deserve. I think it's Ditka. I think why not? Oh, man. Yeah, that would be pretty tight. I mean, I already made a Rod Blagojevich joke earlier uh-huh. in the podcast. That's normally where I would put this here. Right, right. But Ditka would be pretty great. What if they went... Like, do you think if they offered Michael Jordan the job, he would take it? And they figured out a way with the league that he could yeah. still own the <laughs> own the Hornets, and but coach also coach the Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of feel like Mike doesn't really like he as 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 much of a. Uh, maniac about practice as he was early in his career. I think he would be the opposite as a head coach of a basketball team. But don't you think he kind of, there's a little part of him that's like, oh, so Bobby Portis punches people in practice, huh? I'd like a piece of that That's guy. what we're doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy likes. Ooh, a Euro to yell at? Hell yeah. Oh, I haven't been back to my steakhouse in a while. I should probably <laughs> see how that's going. Um, I have I have one other. Well, okay. Oh, I know. You know who should coach the team? Actually, who's that? Uh, they should just hire an entire staff in Chicago. There's this restaurant that you see on like tourist places all the time, like uh-huh. tourist television all the time, called the Wiener Circle. Oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where these just like sassy ladies like yeah, burn triumph- people. 
triumph the insult comic dog just yeah they should hire all of those people just that to would coach be the bulls. yeah just screaming out like and all of them would be the coach so like it wouldn't really matter i mean you would be, how many points do you think you would be spotting the opposing team on technicals mm. like seven or eight a game <sighs> The thing is, is, I've been there, and those ladies, they're so charming when they're screaming at you. I think uh-huh. maybe none. They'd like get away with it. I think the rest would just get used to it. They'd be like, oh, uh-huh. this is this is tight. Yeah, this is how they communicate. Like, we don't want to. <laughs> I was also thinking maybe um, Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan. He was too sad on that roller coaster that one time. He can't be on this roller coaster. <laughs> he's more of a he's more of a wrestling guy too. He also goes on Infowars all the time. I think if I remember right, <laughs> that would not surprise me one bit. And like, and the thing is, he'd be he would be the biggest asshole because anytime they won, he'd be like, "I wrote all of those plays." You know, <laughs> I'm glad you brought Billy Corgan up. Because there's something I've been meaning to talk about on this podcast, and I, cop- I kept forgetting. Um, so I read the Beastie Boys book a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, and in it, Mike D. There's an entire chapter where Mike D. Just talks about playing basketball backstage at Lollapalooza '94, and he says, "I swear to God," he says this. That one time, Billy Corgan dunked on a photographer on a 10-foot hoop. Billy Corgan dunked on a 10-foot hoop. Yeah. Man, is is Billy Corgan taller than I think he is? I think he's pretty tall. He's pretty big, I guess. Um, But still, there's no fucking way that's true, right? He's 6'3". No, I bet bet Billy Corgan could get up. I believe it. What makes you believe that Billy Corgan can dunk? That, that he's 6'3 only. I thought he was like four or five inches shorter than that. But I think like if you're like a young man who's 6'3 and like Bill, Billy Corgan is enough of an obsessive dick that mm-hmm. he would he would he'd like buy the shoes, you know, like the jump man shoe, whatever they're called, the jump soles like like Billy Corgan would spend hundreds of hours practicing dunking, I think. Yeah. Because he would be by himself a lot. Here, I just found the passage from the book. Oh, great, great. Uh, when most New Yorkers talk about the dunk, they're talking about the famed John Starks posterization of Horace Grant and Michael <laughs> Jordan in Game 2 of the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals at MSG. But for us, the dunk will always be the 6'3 Billy Corgan brutally flushing over the 5'9 photographer Ricky Powell, who was also high on mushrooms. Wow, it was he nasty. dunked on Ricky Powell, too. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say this. Definitely Billy Corgan dunks with both hands. Yeah, that was... <laughs> For sure. Now, here's a question. Do you think James Eha can dunk? No, I don't think James <laughs> Eha can dribble a basketball. Um, but also, like, I would not be surprised if he was like an amazing high ally player or something like that. He's like, I eh, just direct my talents in a very specific area. All right. I gave out our phone number before. And uh-huh. I want to ask for something very specific. 
listeners out there, I want you to call us and ask us which 90s alternative rock stars if we think they can dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eha is only 5'9". <laughs> And Uh-oh. just does not have the temperament. I don't think he could dunk if he was 7'9". His hat makes him 7'9 a lot of the time. <laughs> do, you know what his, do you know what his record label is called? No. Uh, Scratchy Records. Okay. All right. It's bad. Do you think Billy Corgan had hair or did not when he dunked? 94. He was not shaving his head yet, but he was balding. <laughs> okay. I bet once he lost his hair, he couldn't dunk anymore. Once oh, I, he went I, to that, like, Nosferatu. Yeah, because then he was, like, getting <laughs> too, like, intentionally creepy. He, like, moved, like, in, like, s- like slow motion, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, I could, I could see him, like, like getting... I could see him like befriending Eton Thomas and then having like a horrible breakup where he's like, Yeah, you're a poet who can dunk. And like Eton Thomas's hair got longer and crazier and Billy Corgan's hair started <laughs> to disappear and they spread they just broke apart. Okay, you know what? You've convinced me. This conversation has convinced me. Billy Corgan should coach the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Billy Corgan's first band was called? Zwan. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Never. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ehaw's Ehaw's band was the worst one. What was it, was it called? called? It was called Snake Train. That is really terrible. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to our other big story. Okay. Um, Markel Fultz, Sean. Uh, you know a lot more about this story than I do because you yeah. follow baseball. So why don't you walk us through? Okay. So so after, um, we we. You know, after after the story was broken that Marco Fultz is uh, agent slash attorney, his attorney, Raymond, not his agent, his attorney, his attorney, Raymond Brothers. Um, official. The official Woj story is on the advice of his attorney, Raymond Brothers. Fultz visited with approximately ten specialists over the past week or so. Consultations that resulted in their bringing this diagnosis back to the 76ers. Brothers told ESPN that it was thoracic outlet syndrome, which is something that affects nerves between the neck and shoulder, resulting in abnormal functional movement and range of motion, thus severely limiting Markel's ability to shoot a basketball. Um, and what that means is it's like, if you want to visualize this on your own body, it is like, uh, it's basically like right at your collarbone. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pointing are, to it now. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> Your collarbone. Uh, there's two arteries that are very close together, and there's also um, there are some people that have like a weird upper rib there, and that kind of. But basically, it's like there's a bunch of compressed area. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, there's a compressed area, and like the nerve gets pinched, and because of that, like your hands can get numb, your shoulder can hurt, you can get neck pain, um, and pitchers get it a lot in baseball, which makes sense because you're. It's a wholly unnatural alien human motion. So, Sean, you're a doctor. I am a doctor. Um, so when I sleep on my arm and it, uh-huh. I wake up and it, I can't feel it, uh-huh. um, does that mean I have thoracic outlet it, syndrome? It, it does mean thoracic outlet oh, okay, syndrome. Good, good. Yeah. Um, if you like, that explains uh, if you, why I why my jumper is not wet. Yeah. 
now, now, just just for the record, that that definition is basically from the official Mayo uh, Mayo Clinic. But the Mayo Clinic says the yips are a special kind of focal dystonia, which is a, con- a condition that causes involuntary muscle contractions. Uh, that does not appear to be medically what's going on with Marco Fultz. Um, I'm going to give you one more quote from Raymond Brothers, which is people were his saying attorney. it was a, his attorney slash agent slash physician. Um, <laughs> People were saying it was a mental problem, and it is not. There's no way you're the number one pick in the world, and all of a sudden you aren't able to consistently raise your arms to shoot a basketball. Well, there's one way. You're Marco Fultz. Um, something is physically wrong. Now we have the answer to that problem. Um, I got to say, it's it's like weird because no one really ever gets it in basketball, but also it uh, – it does, does make sense. To, yeah, it does seem to describe like what would, and essentially, essentially what they said was he um, can't follow through on a shot because it's very painful. The extension of his arms and raising it up. I saw something that really bothered me. Um, I'll, yeah, I'm going to be honest. A lot of the way people have talked about this fault stuff bothers me, mm-hmm. even if it was a mental problem. Uh. That's like, like, we should be being nicer about that. Because you know what? Like, your brain, could, you could wake up with a broken brain someday, too. Like, that yeah. just happens to people. But oh, also, also, it's like people are rooting. Now, I understand that much of it is mostly people rooting against, like, the Sixers or the process. Or And let's know, be Eric clear, Jr. we hate the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've been down on Hinky very, very early. But um, I saw this one tweet from this uh, this 76ers beat writer that was like, Fultz saw 10 doctors and this was the only one that recommended he not play. Yeah. And it's uh, like, um, maybe that's because this is the doctor who found the problem. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I would be more doubtful, except this is like famously a thing that gets misdiagnosed in baseball. And uh, you like like when J.R. Richard had a stroke that ended his career, he almost definitely had this. Mm-hmm. And people just had no idea what it was. Otherwise, they would have just been like, oh, there's definitely a blood clot here somewhere. Let's mm-hmm. get rid of it so he can pitch again and won't have a debilitating stroke either. Um the only thing that's weird to me is they're like, yeah, three to six weeks of rehab should be fine when in most of – I mean, I guess it depends on the kind he has. But but like like Kenny Rogers of the Rangers and many other pitchers get like the upper rib removed. Excuse me? They get like that top rib, the one that's right under your collarbone. So they can uh, – can... Yeah, it's – they yes, can so they suck can suck their own dick. They can suck their own dicks. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Marco Fultz, you're gonna be okay. Like you might not be able to shoot again, but uh, you'll be taken care of. <laughs> um, they're just saying three to six weeks of rehab. Let's yeah. be fucking honest, dude. They I don't, don't think know. Gonna, I think. I think. I think. I mean, it depends. I don't. You know, you are a doctor. I am so a doctor. This is doctor. an official diagnosis that everyone is gonna hold you to. If he were if he were a baseball pitcher, it would be a three month procedure. Mm-hmm. 
but, but he he's a basketball come back. player, Sean. Yeah, and but his jumper could add five to six miles per hour, which oh, is pretty tight. good. Yeah, they should That's give him want, Tommy really? John just while they're in there, dude. Yeah, just clean the whole thing out. <laughs> give him like three of his. Runs. Honestly, He'd be like super fast. Look, honestly, anyone who plays little league now, they should just give Tommy John to. Yeah, get it just over right with. away. Just get it over with, dude. Every child should have Tommy John surgery. <laughs> Ideally, from a cadaver ligament, maybe mm-hmm. from an evil one too, just to see what <laughs> oh, happens. So tight, dude. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, so hopefully, you know. I mean, again, everything about this story is incredibly weird, but this does matter. Look, I hope, I hope he's good again. He's good at many other parts of basketball. Yeah, it's not the super important one that involves being able to shoot from more than eight feet out. Okay. Um, here's a question. Yeah. Um, the Sixers medical staff. Uh-huh. Uh, what's wrong with them? <laughs> so what can just we this do? year, <laughs> just this year, just this year, they have misdiagnosed Markel Fultz and they almost killed Zaire Smith because he was allergic to sesame oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just in, the season's been on for like a month and a half. Joel Embiid missed two years, two and a half years. Sounds right. Ben Simmons missed an entire year. Uh-huh. Nerlens Noel missed an entire uh-huh. year. Uh, Drew Holiday was horribly injured, and it was not reported to New Orleans when they traded mm-hmm. for him, and mm-hmm. they had to give New Orleans like millions of dollars mm-hmm. for that. Uh, their um, GM, Elton Brand, yeah. uh, don't forget about all that. Uh, he missed, like, uh, most of his contract. Oh, remember when they traded for Andrew Bynum? Mm-hmm. And uh, the medical staff couldn't protect him from the rigors of bowling? <laughs> you know, everybody makes fun of Andrew Bynum for that, but if you think about it, like, like think of what's happened in Philadelphia since then. You've got to be like, yeah, that shouldn't have ended his NBA career. Mm-hmm. Bowling once. Like, <laughs> that, that should be... A fairly neutral activity because, okay, Andrew Bonham, seven feet tall, 285. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the heaviest possible bowling ball he could have been dealing with there? <laughs> like 18 pounds? Um, yeah, there, there are even, but even like, like Wilson Chandler, like that, that just seems like you're. It it seems like you're like inviting a virus into a hospital with that. Like, mm-hmm. it seems unsafe to play for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is that the Sixers medical staff is an actual staff, like like a piece of a long <laughs> piece of wood that a wizard would hold. And where they're like, oh, we consulted with the medical staff. It's actually just Brett Brown, like banging it on an injured body part and just being like, you get out of there, thoracic outlet syndrome. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, two things. Two more yeah. questions about this. Because, again, you're a doctor. Well, I have you here. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing rumors that Markel Fultz got in a motorcycle accident. 
you know, I it was so vague that I had actually until I thought it was a like, joke until like a week ago. <laughs> until like three hours ago, I thought they were talking about a car accident, but it's I I don't I can't find any kind of sourcing on it. Someone just kind of said it on yeah. the radio. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not like he was vining himself on a bike before he broke his right. hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Booker>. no hands. <laughs> uh, oh man, I I keep thinking Fultz is gonna end up at Phoenix. I just uh, I know. Um, They'd know yeah, how to fix this. Yeah, but also steroids. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I, and also, um, I don't think that gives you thoracic outlet syndrome. Maybe it, maybe it could, but it, it seems like it's like you're a doctor, a, so yeah. you've got to make a, make a decision from, here. From all the examples I have seen on in in my in my private practice on Wikipedia, uh, in the search results to famous thoracic outlet syndrome question mark. Um, <laughs> All of these are like people that do repetitive activities. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, Kenny Rogers was uh, pitching great at age 37, but then he uh, fell off his bike. So and, you're uh, saying that Billy Joel might have a have thoracic outlet sy- syndrome from repetitively crashing his car while drunk driving? <laughs> yeah, right. Like if Billy Joel doesn't have it, if Harrison Ford hasn't had a rib removed from, from all the plates crashes, like, like we're not hearing about that Dude. there. Harrison Ford can't even get a surgeon to remove that earring. He'll never get one to remove his rib. <laughs> it was very distracting in uh, that Star Wars movie, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Kylo! Um, <laughs> uh, he I went have... out doing what we all remember Han Solo doing, hugging someone. <laughs> um... I have one last question. Yeah. Um, there's one person I feel like should feel the worst about this diagnosis. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. Oh, because he, he he did the celebration that was, he made fun of the free throw, he right? He made fun of Fultz's free throw during a, free th- uh, during a uh, touchdown celebration a few weeks ago. Um, and he thought he was just making fun of a guy whose uh, brain didn't work, mm-hmm. but now he's making fun of a sick person. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure thoracic outlet syndrome Twitter is tearing him a new one, right? Uh, yeah, except I heard they're not allowing um, uh, it on Tumblr anymore. Oh, thoracic yeah. Thoracic outlet a- syndrome. So people are they're more mad about that. That's true. You can't actually get it as a teenager. You have to be 18 years old. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say about Fultz, dude? No, I mean, get better, man. And also, um, do you think Raymond Brothers would do would work for us, too? It feels we like do need an like... attorney. One of these days, Moses Malone Jr. Mm-hmm. or uh, Billy Corgan. I feel or, like Tanner uh, Ainge might go after yeah, us. Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. <laughs> Uh, might Lopez sue twins. us. The yeah. Lopez twins, yeah. Um, Dave for wrongful termination. Yeah, Dave Schilling, we, yeah. We shouldn't have said that on a public forum. <laughs> it was age discrimination, too, even though I think Dave is younger than both of us. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Dave. Anyway, okay. um, yeah. Hey, attorney Raymond Brothers, 
we need an attorney. So yeah, let us call know. the Google voice yeah, number. Yeah, call the Google the best voice way to number. Get in touch. But before you tweet uh, at us, yeah, but yeah. but leave like a leave like a five star review on iTunes so yeah. we know that you're serious about the job. But and also, when you call the Google voice number again, ask us which alternative music star you want us to decide if they can dunk or not. Again, <laughs> yeah. Attorney Raymond Brothers. That number is three two three six eight two zero three four two. Um, it's for attorney Raymond brothers only. Um, all right, Sean, we had a trade last week that we didn't talk about. No, you'd think it would have been an emergency trade pod, but uh, (laughs) it was too sad. Um, Well, it was like, it was like a 15th place team trading with a 14th place team (laughs) at the time. I think Kyle Corver is back, baby. Um, to quote Ace Freely, he's back in that Salt way, uh, that Salt Lake groove. Um, he cannot dunk, by the way. If we're if we're wondering, Ace Freely, he can for he, sure dunk, dude. In those, oh well, I guess he's in the boots, right? Yeah, he's the 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 people of Kiss are superheroes. They have superpowers. He's the spaceman. I would. I bet if Kiss played a basketball game, <laughs> I'm just imagining that scene from Hoosiers. Where Jane Hackman's like, I think if you look at these measurements, you'll see that they're the same as our home gym in Hicker. And someone's like, uh, Kiss's basket is like eight feet, two inches. <laughs> it might be time to have Daniel Ralston again to talk more about musical basketball. Yeah. Um, but Kyle Corver got traded back to Utah. Um uh-huh. For Alec Burks and two second round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anything to say about this trade at the time, and I don't have anything to say about it now, except it seems like uh-huh. if you use um slammed up terms, uh mm-hmm. that Cleveland got a lot for Kyle Corver. Uh yeah. Because two it... picks and like a player who can play, sort of. Yeah, because they're not I mean Although it doesn't really matter. I mean, we both believe that Dan Gilbert thinks he's getting the number one pick this this summer, right? He definitely thinks he's so getting the So it doesn't really matter. Zone, yeah. They don't have to tank that hard because <laughs> he just believes that the league will hook him up. So they kind of do want Alec Burks just playing, doing something. Also, um, Alec Burks is better Rodney Hood, kind of, isn't he? I mean, I think he's just been devastated by injuries, <laughs> but it still seems like. But Rodney am I, has am I de- wrong been devastated by things that are unclear. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rodney yeah. Rodney Hood's yeah. just been devastated. At least Alec there's Burks, a reason for Alec Burks. Burks seems like he should be like the third best Cav. <laughs> uh, and then they got two second round picks. And it it feels like I mean I know Kyle Korver is an extremely good three point shooter that will probably be the case until he dies, mm-hmm. but um he's pretty old now, yeah. So it it does it does kind of feel like the Jazz gave up second round picks to get just that much wider. Yeah, they wanted to get wider. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you know what? Good for them. They 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 went early. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times a team will wait to whitewash until the trade deadline. <laughs> but just just get it done. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this trade. Oh, man, it's kind of a bummer. It's funny that he's back like eight years later, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is definitely funny for sure. And it's also funny that isn't the pick the Cavs are trying to avoid losing the one they traded to get him. Yes. So that's kind of that's kind of beautiful <laughs> in a way, too, that like they have to get rid of him in order to tank hard enough. Anyway, I know I'm contradicting myself, but I just like it when a pick is delayed enough that, uh, you know, a guy can participate on the other end of that backbreaking trade. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Sean, explain this next story to me. Cause I missed it. <laughs> um, we had, we had someone who wanted us to bring this up just because oh, Ninja Purtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, formerly shot daddy, AKA yeah. David Jordan, AKA, uh, the guy who emails us questions. Yeah. Keep emailing Ninja Purtle. <laughs> yeah. He's um, doing great. Yeah. Um, so Daryl Morey was on Tom Haberstroh's show. And was just talking about uh, how bad the Rockets have been. Mm-hmm. And he basically said that he thought that Mello would work out. And then he lied. And he said that, yeah, you know, like, he could definitely play in the NBA. I think someone will sign him really soon. That's I don't think that's going to happen, Joey. No. Um, but he said, slam me. I deserve to be slammed. Which was uh, kind of masochistic. And again... Uh, he, we, as per the terms of the question, Daryl Morey was the Halle Berry sex scene from Monsters mm-hmm. and All. Um, uh, also, I was, I wish I see, I'd seen this earlier because then we would be working, we would, uh, be working on some Yo Mama style slams about Daryl Morey. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, uh, if you have any of those, call us. I've said the number twice now. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, Daryl, um, you know what's going to get slammed? Uh, your musical small ball mm-hmm. uh, by the critics. Because I've heard that song, and it is uh, not good. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to have meaning to them? Become part of their world. Become friends, lovers. Sleep with them here on this beach. No, we don't want that. Do we want to have sex with giants, even as a kind of lark? Not saying I'm against the alliance. Just introducing a question mark. Look, I only said that because I want to play that song later, because it is the fucking worst. (laughs) Small so ball. we'll play a portion of again. Daryl Morey has a musical about a uh, uh, the the nation of Lilliput trying to learn how to play basketball, and they don't have Small a ball. concept of the number five. Mm-hmm. And here is a portion of that song. And for those of you in your cars right now, I want you to slam it. It deserves to be <laughs> slammed. Turn this shit up, baby. You want to add to the team. Lily's over there, just over there, adding herself to Michael Jordan, and he is adding himself to her. And it's math, Mrs. Horton. It's math. Everybody wants to get away from zero. Combine and multiply and grow and grow. Big, big, This is just a giant wad of nonsense, Phil. He's just... Do we want to get naked with giants or know what's between four and six? How to bring the parts into compliance? 
sense I just cannot grasp The mechanics Oh god Do we wanna have sex with giants? Sex with giants 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 That's in a way that's the Carmelo Anthony of musicals. Uh, I mean that's not fair. Carmelo Anthony was good. That... Yeah, that's there's no universe where Small Ball is a useful player. So on the Broadway I'm sorry team. if you're a cast member of Small Ball and you're listening to this. I apologize. We're we just slamming really him. Like to he told it, us though. to slam. He him. told it. He said he deserved to. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. What was the f- your favorite play this week so far? We never talk about actual basketball on this <laughs> we show because we find do. we watch all the ga- we watch a lot of games, but we're not <laughs> experts. We're just idiots. Yeah, uh, but I can most... tell you what my favorite thing. I think that oh, I've seen please. this year is. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Mario Hosanya dunked sort of on Giannis. Yeah, and then stepped it was, it was over him. Like on him because he was he was on a breakaway. It was like a chase down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Hazonia, because Hazonia is tight as fuck, mm-hmm. stepped over him. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what Giannis right, said stop. afterwards? Uh, I do, but you should say it. <laughs> Giannis said, uh, "Just tried smoothie for the first time." This- <laughs> Uh, no, he said, next time, I'm going to punch him in the nuts. Yeah, and everyone had to clarify that he seemed very serious because Giannis has joked about punching people in the face before his own teammates, but this time he was actually mad. So when he's joking, it's in the face, but when he's not joking, it's in the nuts? It's in the nuts, which is dude, like... Dude, Giannis gets down, dude. He is a Greek <laughs> freak in the sheets, man. <laughs> It's also like, I mean, I get that the nuts are there when you're being stepped over, but that's like, not like that great a boast. You know it's what I mean? Like, hilarious, like, though. It is a hilarious boast, yeah. Because, look, we all know Giannis. He's he's the perfect boy. He's so sweet. He would never punch anyone in the nuts. No. And thinking that that's a serious thing he would do is so funny. Well, it's it's also very like Hazonia's reaction to it. Well, that's what we're gonna get to. This is why you don't fuck with Mario Hazonia. <laughs> Mario Hazonia. All right, if you run an NBA team out there, uh-huh. first off, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Secondly, they're just like we just wanted to hear more. Get slammed, man. <laughs> Secondly, if you want us to slam you, we will slam you. You if, deserve to be only slammed. If, if you deserve to be slammed. <laughs> and thirdly, you need to sign Mario Hazonia ne- this offseason. Mm-hmm. We need to keep him in the league. We can't get him back in Europe. He is too good. American. I mean, he's bad at basketball, yeah. but he is too good of a personality to have. Yeah. We can't lose him and J.R. Smith in the same year. <laughs> God, that'd be a tragedy. Uh, Hazonia said, honestly, if you're afraid, this is not for you. 
I don't want to be disrespectful, but if you feel fear, this is not the place for you. New York is not a place for you, and this team is not a place for you. Damn. Um. So he said that, and at the time of the play, by the way, Giannis mm-hmm. had 33 and 19, uh, uh-huh. and Hazonia, the his his only two points were that dunk. Yeah, he, he scored two points in the entire game, and it was just that dunk. And yeah. afterwards gave a quote like... <laughs> Like he was like expelling an invading army from his homeland. He sounds like um, uh, Bernie Getz, right? Is that the guy on the subway? Yeah, the yeah, subway yeah, train? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you feel fear, this is not the place for you. He thinks he lives in like taxi driver New York. Yeah, like like th- that's like a speech that you make to your guys because you're like, oh my god, the the baseball furies are after us. <laughs> like, you know. That's like what you say to rally your building during the summer of Sam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that is that is not uh, what you say at the M M&M and M store. <laughs> so you're tight. Like, Thank you, like, Mario. If you're Zuna. afraid this is not for you. It's like I don't think this is for anyone. They just <laughs> kind of sell M and M's. It's a really big store. That Elmo's pretty scary out there, yeah. though. All right, and our final story, Sean. Mm-hmm. Do you want to walk us through this one? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, Terry Rozier is being sued for copyright infringement. Excuse because me, because of his scary Terry merchandise. You know who he could use? Attorney Raymond. Brothers. <laughs> really good. Really good. Uh, yeah, there's apparently a company that's had the trademark to the. Um, ghost face you know scream scream. the scream mask from scream also from the scream (laughs) but they they somehow have it um and his scary terry design is like the scream mask but on terry rozier's body basically Mm -hmm. and so the company that owns the trademark is going after him and uh they're probably gonna win because he is using well it's a copyrighted design and he's not like it's not like fair use, you know. Isn't it he's not sort really... of a parody though? Because it's that not like be, that would be his argument, I would say. Because it's I... like clearly a Boston Celtic wearing the mask. Well, and I guess there's some questions about whether the uh, broadness of their trademark will hurt them. My guess is that they will Settle. receive an injunction. Or he will, you know, give him a big chunk of it. I'll tell you who um, wouldn't. Look, if Wes Craven were alive, this never would have happened. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I do think it could bankrupt Danny Ainge. Oh, as his legal Terry Rozier's legal guardian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his um, assets are going to play. So it could be. It could be Tanner Ainge dropped a dime on him to. The copyright holder. All right, Sean. Is there anything you want to plug? I think that's our show, right? Anything yeah, else? I think so. Um, uh, we'll be back this later this week. We're gonna do two episodes this week, and we were yeah, just kind of yeah. light on news. Um, um, yeah. Uh, um, come see me at the punchline, December twentieth through the twenty second. That's the main thing. Um, I'll have a thing in about San Francisco. That. In San Francisco, yeah, sorry. San Francisco. Say what city you're in? Four, four, four Battery Street, San Francisco. Uh, did. 
two shows Friday and Saturday, one on Thursday. Tickets at LiveNation.com. Co-headlining with Sammy Obade. And uh, I'm going to have a thing about um, the biggest sports beefs of the year on Yard Barker mm. soon. Well, we'll talk about that in two days, probably. Yeah, um, I'm talk some beefs. Uh, as for George me... Peterson style, baby. We love beefs. Uh, as for me... Um, First off, uh, rate and review this podcast. Give us five stars, please, on whatever podcatcher you listen to. Tell your friends. Um, we've been really happy hearing from a lot of you lately, and um, mm-hmm. keep that up. Like, uh, it's nice to know people are listening. Um, and as for me, as always, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where. One day ago, I tweeted, I get called Jesse Pinkman almost every day. Hashtag (laughs) I wish. Man. And then, as always, um, before we leave, before we say our catchphrase is going out, again, you know, a different website uh, got a lot of... um, got a lot of pub recently for their parody Luka Doncic song. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we're just trying to... Uh, get on those Luka Doncic parody cocktails. So yeah, just um, trying to get that shine, baby. Sean, do you you wrote and you wrote and performed this one? Do you want to explain what it is? I did. It's um, well, it's called Against All Lottery Odds, and um, it's it's sung from the perspective of Vlade Divac. Oh, great! And, uh, I think it's very touching. Yeah. Um. So share that, friends. <laughs> uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's go home. Oh, and a special thanks to Brendan J. McGowan for this. Uh, we don't... Uh, just special thanks to him. Follow him on Twitter yeah. at Brendan J. McGowan. Yeah, check him out. How can I just let him walk away? Just let him leave without a trade? While I stand here thinking every with upside ooh he's the only guard who's six feet eight inches tall how can I pass on a guy like this when all the fans have done is watch us lose cause he shared the glory and the wins and even shared the ball He's the only one who'll be impressed by Sacramento's mall. So take a look at Doncic. I can't believe he didn't go first. And there's no better prospect in the lottery. Laker Genesis is the worst. Take a look at Doncic now. Small forward's just an empty space And drafting this high again Is against the odds He's the hope of the white race I wish I could just turn this team around Losing makes bloody cry Why did I ever trade Philly those picks? I was extremely high. Mess the only thing 
that makes me feel it all Take a look at Donchick now There's no way that he can fail This town just needs something to inspire them Our most famous building is a jail Take a look at Donchick now We want to play with pace Papagliatu, Vivek told me to do So I'm gonna fall on my face Take a look at Donchick now Not a teenager with a bad back But making the playoffs is against the odds So I'm gonna get the sack Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.